Live from both coasts, it's the Take the Ride podcast. I haven't had the sniffles since 2019. Now here are your hosts, Adam Drake and Johnny Wright. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a long-delayed Take the Ride podcast. Uh, that one's on me. I accept full responsibility. I'm Adam Drake. With me, as always, a man who's <laughs> a little bit more bro than Wade, Johnny Wright. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Wright. Topical. It's topical. topical. I don't even know which one was which, really. Maybe, maybe, was... maybe depressingly topical. But yeah, you know. probably. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have held back, but I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> um, Johnny, I. Uh, how are you, man? I'm. I'm sorry. It's taking me so long to to schedule one of these. I apologize. <clears throat> I. I am fine. I'm. Uh, I'm above average, uh, and uh, doing all right. Yeah, above average and above ground. That's. Uh, that's yeah, good. that's about. The best I can do right now. <laughs> uh, I, I think the last time we spoke, it was just before or right after your birthday, which was in March, right? Yeah. Can yeah, it was like so, sort of March, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I, like the following week, pop culture exploded. Exploded. Yes. Uh, Taylor Hawkins died, which was... Really bummed me out. You know what? Really, not really, did, really bummed me out. Yeah, I think everyone was like, bummed out because he was a genuinely he seemed like a genuinely awesome dude did you ever meet him or anything or yeah no, no i've never that? had any interaction with the foo fighters and yeah. and and, and, uh, and taylor hawkins the only the only the only interaction i've had with the foo fighters is once i was on sunset boulevard and uh i was at a stoplight and uh, a pull the car pulls up next to me and it's dave grohl and he is. Uh, he had like a like, like some kind of jeep with the doors all taken off of it, and he was air drumming to Rush oh, at the stoplight. And I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. So I'm just at that like right like right by like where the whiskey go go and the Viper Room are. It's like right yeah. there. So he it's probably I, for all I know his house is three blocks away. Uh, and so yeah, I just uh, the stoplight. You hear Tom Sawyer, you know, and, and he's drumming to <laughs> to rush on the stoplight. And I looked over him, and he looked at me, and he didn't no expression at all. Just kept on drumming, and then squealed down sunset. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, okay. Take care, Dave. That, girl, that's weird. <laughs> that's kind of what you want, yeah. right? It was really funny. That's that's kind of the interaction yeah. you want. That's awesome, some man. some kind of Jeep dune dune buggy thing. I don't know anything about cars, so I can't tell you exactly. But but no doors on it. And he's just cranking rush. It was so funny. That's amazing. Man. Love it. Um, but yeah, I think that was but part Taylor, of it. Taylor Hawkins dying. I mean, it was just like, man, like he, the dude was beloved. I mean, like all the yeah. tributes that came in from every musician, apparently every musician in the world, because they yeah. all had a story about how fun it is to hang out with Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, obviously the tragedy of his loss is huge, but I think almost an equal measure is like, the friendship that he and Dave had <sighs> seemed like, like a match made in heaven. And the fact that like, like I just felt so bummed for Dave cause it was, you know, it was his best friend. And, and that's twice now that he's lost. Exactly. That's the thing is it's, imagine uh, losing your musical soulmate twice. Yeah. You found lightning in a bottle twice. Yeah. And both of these 
both of these men that combined to make these two huge, huge, huge bands yeah. die tragically. I don't know if we'll ever see a version of the Foo Fighters again. Grohl's not going to stop playing music. That's not going to happen. He loves it yeah. too much. He's still going to play, but I don't know if Taylor will be replaced from the Foo Fighter. I just don't know what he'll do. But you know, and that that's, one, uh, that one that's stung. Scares me is, stung. Like I mean, the Foo Fighters are basically the last great rock and roll band, right? I mean, at least at this point. And my fear is that they're there'll be nothing else like if he stops then then what's else like what's left there's not much out there so i don't know i i asked my teenage nephews you know like there are some what are, are some them rock bands that you're listening to they had nothing they listened to bands that i had turned them on to you right. know so they're like oh yeah we listened to pearl jam and nirvana and soundgarden and green day and you know stuff yeah. like these white stripes and stuff they didn't they, they had no band like after 2010, there was a rock band that they liked. Yeah. It just bums me out. So I think for the world's sake, I hope Dave keeps going on. I hate, I hope some form of the Foo Fighters continues. Um, but yeah, just a, just so. a fucking bummer, man. Uh, and then uh, two days later, Will one Smith, of the things that I loved about, sorry, go, go, go. No, 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 no. I'm just, before, I'm sorry. The, I, one of the things I loved about Taylor Hawkins is after he died, I went back and watched some clips and everything. And I watched them get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Paul McCartney inducted them. It was really cool. So the band gives their acceptance speech. And, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame acceptance speeches are usually pretty lame. I mean, they usually suck. You know, yeah. they, they thank the band. They thank the band. And then they, they, like, you know, have a grievance about, like, a tour manager from 30 years ago go and then they name a bunch of like random agents that no one's ever heard of I and mean, they usually suck yeah. taylor hawkins comes up and he does a little bit of that but then he takes his time to mention i wish these artists would get to the rock and roll thing come on that's awesome that's he says, rad, man. this is his moment mm -hmm. and he says i want Soundguard to get in i want james addiction to get in and i want george michael to get in and he walked off wait that's that's amazing those three how bands sound in how is yeah. Soundgarden not in what the hell? I mean, so, so essentially, Chris Cornell is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, the Go Go's got in last year, but Soundgarden isn't. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not bagging the Go Go's. The Go Go. No. The, the Go Go's are great. Okay, they're great. Those are some great pop songs from the '80s. They're great. Yeah, but come on now, Pat Benatar's going in. Come on now. <laughs> Why isn't Soundgarden and Jane's Addiction in? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a very flawed institution to begin with. I totally get that. But oh my God, it's political. Yeah. Soundgarden and Jane's Addiction. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> and I guess I, Jane's Addiction, I, by the way. Go ahead. What about you go ahead. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, this no, no, no. I'm just, I, we have a little bit of a delay, and so I talked over you. No, yeah, right. I got, got delayed, um, so I talked over you. Please. Well, I was, I was going to say that um, with the, on the Taylor Hawkins front, it's, it's funny that. I, I don't know if I fully realized that he played on Alanis Morissette uh, on, his, on her tour, her Jagged Little Pill tour. Like, yeah. not, not on the album, yeah, but on the tour, which is just fucking awesome. Like, holy shit. Yeah, he was part of the touring band, and that's, that's Foo Fighters basically poached him from Alanis <laughs> Morissette's uh, touring band. Jesus. Which is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, think about, shit. I mean, think about how, like, Dave Grohl to me is on is is Dave Grohl is one of the he's one of the best rock and roll drummers of all time. I mean he's he's you know 
a combination of John Bonham and Animal from the Muppets. I mean, he's just unbelievable. If he chose, if he chose you to be the drummer in his band, what does that tell you about the quality of drummer that Taylor Hawkins was? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. In 20 uh, plus years, just, he was back there. Was that really it? 20 plus? Yeah, it was yeah. more than 20 years. Oh, I guess it would be. You know. Yeah. Because did yeah, he play that's the how they got in, you know. Did, did he play on the color and the shape or was that, did he come in after that? Their second album, was he on their second album or no? Well, the first record is all Dave Grohl. And right. then I don't remember if he plays on that second record. I'd have to look it up. I think he does, but I'm not hundred percent sure. The okay. first, the first record, for those of you who don't know, literally is Dave Grohl playing every instrument like under a pseudonym and didn't want everyone to know it's Dave Grohl. Like it was, the the Foo, the Foo Fighters is a rock and roll miracle. It should not exist. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy what he did. That just yeah. like made a cassette tape and like, hey, no one knows this is the guy from Nirvana. And turns out that they just crank out stadium anthems for 25 years. Wild, man. What were you going to say about Jane's Addiction? So Jane's Addiction... <laughs> is probably the only concert I was ever afraid at in my no life. No way. Really? I saw Jane's Addiction. It's like the third or the third or fourth concert. I, I was like the third or fourth concert that I went to it was 16 or 17. Was it Lollapalooza? And Jane's no? Addiction. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't Lollapalooza. It was just at a theater in Seattle called the Paramount Theater, which a, nice. a bunch of like famous stuff has been recorded at. I was legitimately afraid. Like it was so wild and crazy in there. There was a guy. Now he's got a glass pipe. No, I don't yeah. know if it's crack in there, if it's meth in there. I have no idea what's in it. But there was a guy standing there just firing up a glass pipe or whatever is in there. Okay. On Jane's, there was two buck naked girls on the stage dancing at Jane's Addiction. This is an yep. all Asian show. There's no way that's legal. Not a stitch of clothing. Two buck naked girls. They were wearing stripper heels and smiles. That was it. <laughs> just dancing buck naked for an hour. It was the... I. I and I was like, this is the craziest thing. I, I, it's the only time I think I've ever been afraid. That's. <laughs> I thought I was going to get stabbed. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a, crazy. Dude, I, yeah, I would, I would love to see. A guy came out and spit fire and stuff. Like a circus guy spitting fire. And like, what oh, is shit. going on? Was this in like Perry Farrell? Two naked like, girls on the stage. Was, was this like. I guess this was before they broke up. This was like Ritual de la Habitual, right? Like the, their second album. I'm, I'm guessing like around that time. A little like this is like 93, probably. Yeah. yeah okay. About 93, probably. And so, so it wasn't it's, like, you know, before they Pyros. fell apart and stuff. And... Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Not, yeah, I, mean, I think I mean, before I, Porno for Pyros. Okay. But I, it was, I would, love to, see, I, mean, I would love to see them now. You know, I don't, I mean, seeing them back then would be amazing, but seeing them, you know, even now would be just wild. And I'd probably be afraid for my I life. met a guy once and, uh, oh, it'd be incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be, be probably really fun now. But <laughs> I met a guy years ago that I told him that, that, that Jane's Addiction story. And he said, I saw Jane's Addiction. Perry Farrell came out naked. And I was like, no, he didn't. And I was like, yeah, he did. He came, And then he found a photo of it on his phone. It was somewhere in like La Jolla or California or something. That Perry Farrell for the encore came out buck-ass naked. <laughs> Dude, I mean, and everyone's like, uh, what's why, why is Perry Farrell naked on the stage? 
I mean, well, he's, he's Terry Carroll. Photo of it on his phone. That's oh. wild, dude! Holy shit! Yeah. Um. Oh. So, so yeah. So, just to get back to this whole pop culture explosion that happened, then Will Smith smacks the shit out of Chris Rock in front of everyone in the world, which I was um, watching live. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it live. I couldn't believe it. I, that's uh. That's got some inner demon shit going on there, I think. I thought, like most people, it was a bit. I thought it was a, I thought they were going to do a little bit. And yeah. then you realize right away because you heard the smack and then the audio cuts out and you can clearly. Now, I've watched sports my whole life. And so I know when curse words are being mouthed from watching yeah. athletes and coaches on the sidelines. So I'm, yep. you know, I'm very, I've got very good over of knowing when a coach is like that's a bullshit fucking call like i know i i know it really well and the mute it's on mute but you see clearly what will smith is yelling you know and i i still can't believe it happened i mean good on chris rockford like keeping a low pro now he's still he's still making some jokes about it here and there and i guess he's got a stand-up special they recorded last week uh for that netflix comedy festival so oh yeah oh that'll be awesome it's still i i i just I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, the whole the whole thing was so surreal and bizarre. Yeah. I just couldn't believe what was happening. Well, the fact that Chris gets smacked and just takes a beat, right? It, like, processes it, holds back, and carries on in such an eloquent, eloquent way. I was like, damn, like, I have serious respect for you. I have a lot of respect for Chris Rock anyway, but, like, after he does that, I was I just love like, him. Yeah, damn. Really well, and done. then right after that, my dude Questlove wins the the Oscar yeah. for best documentary. Yep, and it's like poor Questlove is up there. Like, if you get a chance to watch Questlove's documentary, Summer of Soul, it is fantastic. I yeah, it is I, I, so, on my list. so good. Well, with the awesome. summer months coming up, and it's a great one. I mean, I, I might rewatch it in the summer. Like, the music in it is so cool. And it, it, I mean, it's Questlove deserved to win that Oscar. It is such a happy, fun, uplifting documentary. It'll make awesome. you like, soar with pride about American music. And, and then th- that moment was taken away by this lunatic who Will Smith has been a crazy person for a long time. Come on. Oh, yeah. This, this is no. not a normal family. I mean, no. It's, his kids all. are weird. His marriage is bizarre. You yeah. know, like. There's rumors. There's been rumors of Scientology for years that are never. We never know if it's real or not. It, come on, these are not normal people. No, no. It's and he so laughs at the joke real. initially. He laughs at first. He laughs. Then he mm-hmm. sees Jade is mad, and he goes up and smacks Chris Rock. Jesus. And then just two weeks ago, someone charged on the stage and attacked Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like this is, this is this is concerning, friends. It's this is concerning. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's almost like we've come so far in this this can- cancel culture, woke culture, that like you can't really do anything anymore, and and you, c- you can't speak your mind. Um, and I think people are conflating like speaking your mind about and making jokes versus hate speech. Hate speech, there's no place for it. But speaking your mind and having like a funny take on the world, acceptable, especially if you're a fucking movie star like you gotta have thick skin i don't know yeah and my my favorite thing of the chris rock incident i know it's been a while ago so we should move on but my favorite thing my favorite reaction of all the reactions was david spade on twitter right after it david spade put 
really a gi jane joke in 2022 (laughs) his problem was that rock's joke wasn't good (laughs) that's what he (laughs) that that's so that's amazing that's hilarious that made me yeah it was like 20 minutes after it happened everyone's freaking out really a Uh, gi jane joke (laughs) gosh that was funny that's very well done very well done oh my god let's be honest it wasn't a very good it's not a good joke no no that's great i'm pretty sure it was yeah yeah fuck Man, but man, that um, was good. Criticize so, the joke. I, uh, as you know, I was I was out of the country last week, um, and I, it, it stands to reason that I have married a very great woman, right? My my wife is amazing and talented <laughs> and smart yeah, and successful. I have no no reason to be with her, or she has no reason to be with me because I'm just a jackass. Um, so we were in Greece last last week for a little uh, little trip. Uh, we were flying business class, as you do. Uh, and on the way back, mm-hmm. guess who's on my flight? Kevin Durant. Really? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant was on my hey, flight. That is fun. Like I I saw photos of him in Europe, like on Instagram. Like he. Well, he was on my flight, and he's tall as shit. That is funny. Um, Katie's six, and, yeah, Katie's six ten. So, because we're in business class, he's like two rows in front of me, and we have like this the lie flat bed so we can sleep, and and he's like right up front, and I had, the bathroom was up front, so I like walked past him a few times, and I'm like, how the hell is this dude? It, it, like, even though it's a lie flat, like sit or being able to comfortably stay in this one area because it's like like not the biggest bed and just he looked very uncomfortable is all i'm saying he's like hunched over kind of on his phone the entire time um and he asked me a question and kevin durant asked you a question yep we were at baggage claim and he said is this the flight from athens and i said yep and scene (laughs) what man so we're, I mean, best friends, basically. That's what I'm saying. Hum, hum, it's a humdinger of an anecdote. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it really is, is a it, beauty. <laughs> is, this, is this the flight from Athens? Yep. <laughs> yes, it is, future Hall yeah. of Famer. So do you like Kevin Durant? I mean... I do. What, what are, I do. So my Sonics drafted him. We drafted him number say, two overall. And so I was in... I loved, I mean, I just loved it. And then we lost the Sonics and then, right. you know, I mean, but had we had the Sonic stayed and had Durant stayed in Seattle, he would no yeah. doubt be one of my top, top two, three players of all time. Oh, you no, know, I, I, I do think that Durant is in, I, I, he's, he's incredibly tough. I mean, like I said, he's 6'10", 6'11". And, yeah. you know, he can play shooting guard. I mean, it's, it's amazing what he can do, but there's yeah. also, off the court Durant is a bit of a mess. Like he'll oh, get caught true? using a burner phone. 
replying to Twitter stuff, you know, and like he gets in like Twitter fights with like people all the time. And so it's so funny, like like on the court Duran, I love, and then off the court Duran, I'm like, KD, what? Why are you fighting with the sports writer in in, in Indianapolis on Twitter? The hell are you doing? Just let oh him. God. This is the best day of these guys' lives is when you interact with them and give them this. Don't stop doing this. You wow. don't know how happy you know how happy these guys are when athletes interact with them on Twitter. It's the best day of their goddamn life. Oh, I yep. can't believe it. Tom Brady tweeted, but no, you dummies, stop <laughs> responding to them. So I guess what you're saying is I I I I was I should have hoped for more from Kevin Durant, or I should have gotten into a fight with him rather than just acknowledge that yes, this is the fight from Athens. Yeah, just start posting photos on Twitter, like tagging him, and he'd probably, oh, he's two rows behind me, this little bitch. Like he'd probably respond. I don't, I don't know. I, I, but I, do, I, I do love Kevin. I do love Kevin Durant. Yeah, and I really said nothing else to him, and barely acknowledged his existence. You know, it's business class. It's what I do. Even though I've, even though like I don't think I would have said anything to Katie if I was on that flight. Even though I've watched him play basketball since he was seventeen years old, I probably just yeah. would have nodded my head and said, "Katie." That's probably all I would have done. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I can't imagine that you're going to be chopping it up with Kate, with Kevin Durant. No, not on an eleven-hour flight from Athens to New York. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see just like a superstar, uh, right, right in front of me for eleven hours. <laughs> yeah, who had just got bounced from the playoffs? Oh, is that true? Oh, was he, he just lost the like, Nets, yeah, right? He, he, he had, yeah, they got swept. It was an embarrassing loss. And then right, af- right after that, he basically just fucked off to Europe for a couple weeks. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. As you do when you have hundreds of millions of dollars, you just, you know, go lick yeah. your wounds in the Mediterranean. Jesus. I got I to gotta get into basketball. Um, so you, you had sent me a news story earlier today. Did you want to talk about that? Because it's, I find it very, I didn't read all of it because I wanted you to kind of take me through it. As you know, I love current events, Adam. Um, I've always thought that. But, but, uh, you know, the news, the news is just, it's the same stories regurgitated every day. Mm. I mean, just the same. And here's another example of just the same story that just happens every single day. Every day. Man who grew penis on arm wants to date Kate Beckinsale. We talked about this chap about a year ago. Uh, oh, who, okay, uh, we, we did. We called, him Dick Farm, we called him Dick Farm, <laughs> we called him Dick Farm Doug, That's which right. I don't feel great about, but it's still funny because he's growing a, a penis on his arm and we called him Dick Farm Doug. Um, he's, Dick Farm Doug is back in the news because he successfully grew an artificial penis on his arm. It was removed from his arm and placed onto his genitals. And now apparently he's ready for action. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this story, Malcolm McDonald, a divorced dad who had an artificial penis crafted onto his forearm after his real Willie, you can tell this is a British paper yeah. dropped onto the floor has Wait. attracted the attention of actress Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale took to Instagram on Thursday and shared the story about McDonald. McDonald was thrilled to be on Kate Beckinsale's radar, telling the son, well, I'm ready to date again, so why not her? What? Um, what are you talking about? I, I, I apologize that 
this is a year old story and I have forgotten some of the details. Um, did we ever figure out why or how his dick just fell off? Like, how does that happen? So I don't, they, I guess that it turned black and fell off. And right. I never okay, understood the technical reason behind it, but he grew another one. And I love what he says about Kate Beckinsale. I'll even treat her to a pint at my local boozer. That's the most British thing I've ever heard in my life. That you want to go out with a movie star, Dick Farm Doug, and you don't want to go to a nice restaurant or, you know, do something like that. No, I'll take you down to my local for a pint. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, I will yeah. say, I, I, gotta, I was I gotta, backstage. I love the guy's confidence. I, I was backstage at, uh, at the Late Show when she was on because I was doing something. And uh, she was standing right next to me for a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God, you are incredibly attractive. Had I known that all I had to do was grow a dick on my arm, yeah, you know, maybe I would have had a shot. Yeah. Right? You would have been in the ball game. Yeah. Well, you know? the dick game. You'd be chatting up Kate Beckinsale and like, hey, uh, you know, like – yeah, you know, but you like say you had a lot like a long sleeve shirt on, you know, you're not yeah. showing it off or anything. Right. You know, and then you're chatting up Kate Beckinsale, like, hey, just Kate, just before you just, you know, just hey, just saying. You could just roll up your sleeve. Nice and slow. This is what this is what we got going on. Two months, this is oh, being boy. moved from my arm to right yeah. down to action spot. <laughs> Give me two months. I'm back in the game, Kate two. Beckinsale. Oh my God. Um Speaking of when I, I so I was also in London, and the great thing about London, uh, I was only there for a short a couple of days, but it was like the most beautiful days I've ever seen in London. And we were just along the south bank of the Thames with beers, just walking with beers, going to shops, like seeing the sights. I was like, that is great. Going into pubs, just putting putting your pint on the edge of the pub outside, like that is yeah. That's why everyone needs to just adopt the British way of life, at least when it comes to pubs, because it's just it's the pub culture is is awesome. It's amazing. Do you do you recall any of the names of the pubs? Because a pub name the pub names are yeah. unbelievable. Shit! Now now you're putting me on the spot here. I think it was like I think there was like the Leicester Arms was one of them. Um, Maybe it was like their arms head. are often in British. Yeah, the, 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 something arms as a yeah horse head. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I mean, of course, Johnny. I was drinking too, so I don't really. I remember the going in, but I don't remember the details. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'll tell you what. If you look up uh, funny British pub names, you'll have a nice twenty minutes going over okay. those. I'm going to oh, do it's that. The, co that's... the cock and mermaid. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Come on in. <laughs> Mermaid. Uh, the, the salty dog humps a rooster. It's just they're they're amazing. That's not real. Is that real? That's not real. No, there's no okay. no. I'm I'm totally making these up. But there are ones like like the there are ones like the rusty mermaid. There is stuff like that. The cock and balls. Oh. Like there's there's this, like there's just oh. uh, the pub names are unbelievable. A lot of them go back hundreds of years. Oh my god, that's I, I love the it. word I, cock I mean, comes up quite a bit in British pubs. Yes, but that, that's that's in reference to the uh, the, uh, the 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 rooster, I believe. Correct? Or am I yes, wrong? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, but you know, but you know what it sounds like? They're talking about wieners. That's why it's. Oh, oh, arm arm wieners, arm yeah. wieners. 
because Kate Beckinsale <laughs> likes the arm wiener. Uh, so yeah, now I'm trying to that could be a British these. pub. The, co- the, co- the cock on the arm. The new British pub called the cock on the arm. Come on in. I kind of like it. It's very charming. What happened in the Kentucky Derby last week? Uh, I, I so I wasn't watching the Kentucky Derby live, but I did. <laughs> I did watch the highlights, and holy shit! Like that's one of those things. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen in sports. Like and imagine going one back shot that. I, uh, just put money on it, right? You'd be you'd be yeah. a fucking millionaire. <laughs> so um, what was what was kind of funny though is so the horse the horse only wasn't even in the race, but the horse scratched and he got in on Friday. They opened it at ninety nine to one. So a bunch of people took a $10 flyer on a 99 to one horse. Like, ah, oh, who cares? Right. I'll put a five bucks on, on the horse. So a bunch of people cashed in just because the odds were so crazy. It did go to 80 to one, but he was 17. He was in 17th place and coming around the final stretch. And you see this, there's a, there's a, a, an overhead shot from a drone that you see this bananas little path that opened up for him. Then everything moved perfectly to have this crazy result that this out of nowhere horse named Rich Strike has the the biggest upset in Kentucky Derby in in modern history, like the the only it goes back way decades ago before there was a bigger one. But I mean, so, I know he's going to get smoked in the Preakness and the Belmont. Who knows if he even runs those? But it yeah. was sure fun to see. I mean, so, the, the, I've t- never heard t- the crowd was crazy. Well, yeah, but but take me through this. So let's say I put ten dollars on. At an eighty to one shot, what's the payout there? Eight hundred bucks. I don't. I, it's what? Wouldn't it be eight hundred bucks? I, I I guess you put ten in, you get eight hundred back. Yeah. If you win, damn. I think so. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, some people had to have had some money on on the on the thing. So I mean, just it was, it was really something. I, I you know I like Kentucky Derby Day. I'm a sucker for the this this traditions and the nostalgia and. The, you know, yeah. everyone gets dressed up and having, you know, the mint jewel. I'm a sucker for that day. I don't know. Even <laughs> though, like, when they're like, hey, this is a $2,500 uh, $2, mint julep. Fuck you. <laughs> it, it is, you do not need a $2,500 mint julep. It's got $8 of booze in there, you dickhead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, you watched this live, I take it. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I couldn't believe is- it. I mean, because he doesn't, Rich Strike doesn't really win until like the last five seconds, right? Like that's yes. when. They- in fact, even the announcer, like it sneaks up on the guy announcing the race because it's just yeah. such a wild thing. You you had to go back and watch and like, how did this develop? This horse came yeah. from out of nowhere. And so even the announcer notices like in the last 20 yards of the race. That, wait a second, this 80 to one shot is going to sneak up on inside on the rail and win. Yeah. Man, it was funny. I couldn't believe That's what great. I was saying. So were you like screaming your head off? I was just listening to the crowd because you can hear the swell of yeah. people realizing what's happening. That's and so then cool. it was just chaos. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's just, it's a fun day. My, my favorite Kentucky Derby day ever was like five or six years ago. And the, the NFL receiver, Wes Welker, he went to the he went to the derby with Tom Brady and he took some ecstasy. Um okay. and he was he was tripping balls. Um mm-hmm. and he had won big in a race. And so there is photos and videos of tripping balls Wes Welker handing out hundred dollar bills to random people because <laughs> he won a big, but he's drunk and high and <laughs> he's just handing out money. 
It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, that is awesome. Who take he took ecstasy at the at the Kentucky Derby? I don't know. Yeah, it was really <laughs> okay. funny. As you do. Got his wow. Pastel suit on. I don't know. Oh yeah. That's, That's great, yeah. man. One of my favorite things I've ever seen. Well, this has been uh, we we've had a nice little chat. So let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nope. We appreciate you joining us for uh, some absolute nonsense, uh, and <laughs> and uh, and hope you got a couple giggles. Uh, um, for Adam Drake, uh, who is moisturized as fuck, I am Johnny Bright. Take care and be sound.